Hey, hey, welcome to part two of Tips from Your Agent's Intern. If you didn't listen to part one, which is mostly about first impressions, go back and listen because I'll be building a lot of this episode off of that one. Um, Also, I am recovering from the flu, so if I sound bummed out, I'm not bummed, I'm just a little fatigued, and I want to take this moment to tell you to go to an urgent care or CVS or Walgreens and get a flu shot. It's $25. You don't need insurance. I wish I had done it because I ended up having to spend more than $25 to get better and get back to work. So save yourself. Take care of yourself now. Okay, let's get into it. So again, I am going off of my experience of interning for a talent agency. This podcast is meant to enlighten you and put you at ease. It is not meant to be the Bible of how all agencies operate. Agents from city to city are going to have different personalities and methods, but all in all, I was finding that there wasn't much by way of free education for actors to know how managers and agents work. Okay, getting back to the materials or package that you need to send when you're seeking out an agent. Don't be afraid to stray away from the traditional white bread 8x10 headshot and resume. You can change it up, and I have found that changing it up and getting something a little more unique can also be more cost-effective and still get you a call back. So, let me tell you about some times that we've hired an actor who bent the rules a little. So, my first guy is an older gentleman who sent a postcard. So, the front of the postcard looks like a business card, but obviously larger. So, it's got a headshot, website, union status, and contact information. And then on the back, he hand wrote that he was currently in Driving Miss Daisy at Laguna Playhouse And he included a promo code so that the agents or recruiter could come see the show free of charge, which is so sweet and very savvy. I mean, an agent, especially in L.A. or New York, doesn't have much of an incentive to step out of the office, leave their computer, get across town, don't even get us started on public transportation or parking, and... You, as the actor, you don't want to give away your comps because they might not show. So if you're doing live theater, see if that theater is willing to offer promo codes to industry people to see the show for free um, so that they can come see you and see you work. Okay. Secondly, if you remember in part one, I covered that really awesome cover letter This submission is from that same actress. So she did the traditional 8x10 headshot resume cover letter, but then she also included 
four more four by six headshots with different looks. Now, when I took my first ever audition workshop, I was told that character headshots are out and not to do them anymore. I have found that industry folks who are in a position of hiring love character headshots. So her 8x10 is a traditional look that really represents her as a person. And then the smaller ones were like a young professional office worker, like a, a young political campaigner. And she also did a shot with thick rim glasses and a comic book t-shirt, really playing up that funny best friend type. Um, be careful if you do character shots like this. You should still look like yourself and not like someone playing dress up. If you think you might play a lot of cop roles, you know, there's Law and Order, there's CSI, there's Chicago PD. I don't recommend going to a party city and getting a costume, but perhaps a dark blue polo or black polo tucked in, hair gelled back tightly, something that is inspired by a type rather than being right on the nose with it. Um, I'll give an example of a time that I, I made that mistake and I, I played dress up by, by mistake. My agent was really encouraging me at one point to do these character shots and at the time I was seeing a lot of casting calls for music videos and everything was hot and sexy and hot and sexy girl next door and I was like yeah 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 let me let me play that up and make that one of my looks. I thought this would pay off so you can tell in the photo I obviously borrowed a low-cut dress from one of my cooler friends dug out red lipstick that I hadn't used in months and watched a smoky eye tutorial and did my best attempt. And even though the photographer was a good friend of ours, I was so uncomfortable and embarrassed that you know, trying to be sexy and trying to be pouty and I just the shots were unusable. I brought them back to my agent when they came in and we ended up having a talk about types and my type. And I was telling her over these photos, you know, I'm so sorry. I thought I was seeing all these casting opportunities for this and hot and sexy. And that's what I was trying to go for. And at one point she said, you know, Sterling, you're not the one night stand girl. You're the marriage material girl. Which is a really polite way to say hey, you probably aren't going to be the seductress in these music videos. And that's not to say that I'm not a good actor or that I can't be sexy, because I am a good actor and I can be sexy. But And, and it's also not to say that girls who are playing the seductress aren't marriage material. But casting, especially commercially or any teen drama like Think Riverdale, they exist in a world that is still black and white and rooted in stereotypes. But she was so right. I was uncomfortable 
because being the music video chick is not me. So my agent said, you know, go watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Mad Men because you have this really classic look that is respective of that era. And these shows also have really strong roles for women that you're talented enough to do. I, I can't believe how lucky I am to have someone speak into me that way because she, she could have said, these photos are garbage, you are not sexy, goodbye. But instead, she redirected my course and made me feel excited about auditioning again because I remembered that there are roles written for me and I don't have to be something I'm not in order to work. Um, sorry, <laughs> I, I really got off track there. But um, my, my point is, if you're going to do character headshots, be mindful of who you are as a person and the roles that you will realistically be playing like the shots this actress included really look like characters she could play and were actually reflective of her resume so go through your resume and see if you can fit your characters into a stereotype narrow it down to three or four and let that guide your outfits and your hair and your makeup when you go to book your headshot session I saved this one for last because I knew it was going to project me on a whole nother tangent. Um, we do have people just send business cards. I took a picture of this one when we got it because I thought it was so clever. It's a young woman on the front. And on the front of the card, it's two really fantastic headshots. Never underestimate the value of a great classic headshot. And on the back was her phone number and Instagram handle, and that's it. Now, she was super smart because when we received it, I typed her handle into the Instagram app and immediately saw nine photos of projects she was working on more headshots, clips of her singing, clips of audition videos, and in her bio was a link to her YouTube channel so we could easily go see more of her. So she was strategically using her Instagram in lieu of a website, which I 1000% think you should be doing, and here's why. It's purely budgetary, um, I, again, at one point in my training, was told that it is super important to have a website because it legitimizes you as an artist, just in the same way it legitimizes a business. So after graduating, I spent hours and hours building a website. I paid for the hosting service, and I bought the domain name, and I am embarrassed to say I spent like $500 on these two things and it was at a time that I did not have that kind of money to be spending by any means. Still don't but again I heard 
the voices of my mentors saying, this is your career. You have to invest in it. So I charged it to my credit card and I didn't. And I wish I hadn't. Because flash forward to six months later, I took an audition class with a really fabulous casting director. Her name is Joanne Deneau. I want to talk more about her later because she's a rock star. Anyway, she was covering the basics of auditioning, unions, demo reels. So I went ahead and asked, hey, can you tell us your thoughts on websites? Where should I put it on my resume? Because I bought one, but I don't know what to do with it now. And I don't know how to get it out there and get engagement. And she goes, I don't really need a website from you because... In an audition, you're in front of me. So if I need to see more from you, I'll either ask you to do another piece or I'll ask you to submit another audition video. And you can imagine how foolish I felt $500 deep into my mistake. But that was just one person's opinion. So I went back and asked my agent the same question and basically got the same answer. You know, if I want to see more from you, I'll ask for the link to your demo reel, which is usually on Vimeo or YouTube anyway. So listen, if you really like the professionalism of a website and you're good for the money, go for it. But if you're broke or you're going to be in debt over getting a website, do not do it. Invest instead into treating social media as a platform for your work because Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, they already exist and they are free for you to use. Okay, I think I talked about myself a little too much today, but I hope it was helpful and if it was helpful, please, 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 the best thing you can do for me is tell a friend about this podcast, take a screenshot, put it on your stories, leave a review, subscribe, all the things that really motivates me and helps me gauge what you're interested in hearing about or who you want to hear from. Um, also, as I've mentioned before, I am in Dallas so if you're a mover or shaker in Dallas and you go on an audition or you have an opening night, tag us on Instagram at Arts District Pod because we want to share it and we want to hear about it and we want to just hype you up. Um, or if you know someone who you'd love to hear from in an interview format, have them email us at um, artsdistrictpod at gmail.com so that we can start booking for 2020. All right. Thanks, guys. Be good and go get your flu shot. Mm -hmm.